Welcome to your Lot and Parcel podcast. Our mission is to emphasize the importance of preserving historic landmarks for future generations, mental health, physical well-being, and a safe family home environment. We value your monetary support. Here's your host, Benjamin F. Diaz. This is your host, Benjamin. My guest today elaborates on how plant-based nutrition and healthy lifestyle choices can prepare you and I for current and future pandemics. He expresses that we should be wary of the medical profession, not to mention the pharmaceutical industry. As a vegan, what alternatives do we have for meat, dairy products, eggs, and fish? Well, he answers that question. He gives presentations in Mexico in English and Spanish, also published the book, Thriving Vegan, of which is being translated in other languages. He holds a certification in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University. I think you will enjoy his empirical wisdom. Let's invite this nice gentleman to our show, Michael Dorfman. I like to say that it is indisputable that health and nutrition can prevent and even mitigate diseases uh, and, of course, will improve the quality of life. And I'm telling you what, I'm all for that. And I'm happy to have Michael on the show to give us some words of encouragement and how we can do that uh, even more so. So, Michael, thank you for coming on. And tell us about yourself and what it is you do, Michael. Okay, well... uh... I actually I'm semi retired now and uh, I'm really dedicating a lot of my time to uh, writing about health. Uh, I've been uh, following a plant based diet for the last 13 years. Mm -hmm. So and doing a lot of research. So I've, I've learned a lot through experience and from what I've, uh, I've been educated on. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. I've read some of the things you've uh written and uh, and your thoughts and uh, and I, I think uh, you're spot on you also talk about the the the, the medical um, profession uh, so let me ask you in general when it comes to our health and, and nutrition uh, do we have to be wary or concerned about the medical profession today well uh, I think so as far as I'm concerned uh, okay. uh, yeah I, uh, ever since I started, uh, you know, this, uh, going on a plant-based diet, mm -hmm. I've learned a lot and, uh, I've learned that, uh, most importantly is that our body has an incredible power of, uh, curing, curing us and also oh. preventing, uh, 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 diseases and especially chronic diseases. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I know, you know, from, you know, my experience and what I've learned that uh, the great majority of doctors are not educated on anything else except uh, the, I guess it's what they prescribe either with drugs or chemo or mm -hmm. uh, uh, radiation to cure diseases. And they don't, the reason is, it's in partly it's not even really, really their fault. It's that that's what they're educated on. There mm -hmm. are very few... Uh, uh, medical schools that really give a good background in in nutrition, for example, and lifestyle choices. So that's what you get when you get a doctor. And you know, I'm not I'm not undermining 
what a doctor does because uh you know they do some wonderful things you know in, in certain things what you know that happen to us especially in emergencies but uh my, i've uh, been avoiding doctors for many years okay. except when i you know i really need them okay and of course uh, doctors are doctors because of uh pharmaceuticals you know um, prescriptions and so forth what what are your thoughts on the pharmaceutical industry michael uh well i think i'd like to go back a little bit in time to, t to yeah, really please. give you an idea of way i i you know what i feel about it okay please do uh, first of all human beings have been around for approximately three hundred thousand years and uh we've done pretty well you know uh during most of this time without pharmaceuticals pharmaceuticals only been the past few few decades where i would say about uh 100 years or so mm -hmm. but the the body has been you know the body's thing is to really uh uh cure itself and before once pharmaceuticals ca came into play uh I, things have changed now be, before the 1900s uh uh the at the end of the 18th century uh, most of the uh, what was being taught in schools and the and the uh, medical schools and the uh, what doctors practice mm -hmm. were uh, homeopathy natural naturopathy uh, chinese medicine mm -hmm. uh, herbal medicine and this is what they they used because there were no pharmaceuticals mm -hmm. and then what happened uh, there were a couple of things that, that happened and one was uh the uh, uh uh the discovery of the germ theory or the creation of the germ theory by louis pasteur yes oh, and yeah. basically the germ theory is what we follow today mm -hmm. but at the same time the same time that pasteur uh was was creating his germ theory he did wonderful things because he did create vaccines for anthrax yes. and rabies uh, but apart from that, he was the creation. He wrote the book on the germ theory of disease. But he had uh, a friend, a colleague, who was called Antoine Bichamp. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was at the same time. And he created the, uh, the terrain theory of disease. This is what he came up with. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was going on. There was a lot of conflict between the two. And what basically what, uh, what Pasteur was talking about was uh, that germs, we, we need to isolate the germs and then we kill them because germs are, are the cause of most diseases. Mm -hmm. And Bachamp said, he, did, he said, no, it's, uh, he, in the example he gave was that imagine we have a pile of garbage and uh, above that garbage, you have all these flies going around and uh, you decide, well, how do we get rid of the flies? Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the ways you can get rid of the flies is you, know, you pick up a can of Raid and you spray, <laughs> shh, right. yes. and you kill, kill the, the flies. Right. And then you go away and say, oh, I killed the flies. And then you come back in a, a couple of hours later and there are more flies yeah, there. They, they, they come back to the funeral there, you know, they, they come to the funeral. So. <laughs> they, exactly. So, <laughs> so, so the yeah. other option, yeah. the other option is, well, get rid of the garbage. Exactly. And yeah. this was the basis of the terrain theory of disease, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. if we're healthy, we take care of ourselves that uh, the flies won't come and mm -hmm. our body will be able to deal with it and that was it and 
it's obvious that you know i don't think many people have ever have heard of uh, antoine bichamp so that shows you which one we repealed exactly. picked up which yes. is the germ theory and at the beginning of the 20th century mm-hmm. uh it was rockefeller uh, and rockefeller who's the he became the he became actually the richest man that ever lived i mean oh, even yes. comparing oh, the yeah. dollar right to what's happening now Absolutely. you know the, the rate of the dollar he uh he was the, the well the owner of standard uh, oil and Correct. uh and that was a big thing because of plastics and uh and using it at that time the beginning there was no there was no combustion combustion engine so they didn't right. have gasoline for cars but they discovered that you can use the chemicals from the oil from the petroleum to create uh, uh, uh what do you call uh, pharmaceuticals mm. uh, drugs and uh, that's what he did. And he got together with uh, with a- Andrew Carnegie, who was the steel magnate at that time. And they saw what this uh, tremendous business could this could be. And uh, and what they did is they eventually through uh, they because of the money they had, they were so rich that they downplayed and uh, they pushed the people who were practicing uh, these alternative medicines uh into the background and they they paid uh for their their demise and they Mm -hmm. created universities with the new idea of drugs and drug therapy and this is what happened at the beginning of and this is what continues until today it's petrochemicals petrochemicals are still used today in the manufacture of uh pharmaceutical medicines Mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate because uh we got away from the holistic point of view we got away from natural point of view of really looking at our body as a potential you know the power of the of the healing power of the, of the body we just got away from that and i believe that's where we have to go back to yeah oh, I, I agree with you you know while you were saying that i i take vitamins you know uh, michael uh, fish oil fish oil is coated with a i'm assuming it's it's a crude oil derivative it's a, you know a coating uh, the mm-hmm. fish oil, uh, also vitamin C comes in uh, capsules. That's also uh, the, the plastic. I guess it's called plastic, but uh, it's all it does derive from uh, those are petroleum chemicals. Uh, so it's uh, no, I can appreciate what you're saying. And so, so how do you get around that? I mean, what what's the solution? Well, the solution is what I'm doing. I believe. I mean, for me, it's a solution. It's a very personal decision, sure. and uh, for me, it's uh, it's a whole food, plant based uh, diet that I've been following for thirteen years, and uh, certain lifestyle uh, uh, choices I made, and that's what. Uh, yeah, I'm eighty years old. I was just eighty years old in January, oh. but uh, I've, I'm I'm experiencing the best health I've felt in decades. Yeah, you sound good. To be get- yeah, and sound, and it seems to be getting better and better, and, and it's really amazing, you know, that this is the, the healing power of the body is unbelievable. But we've forgotten that. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree with you. I mean, the, the body can take care of itself. You just give it the, the right nutrient. Uh, is what I would uh, say. Me, I'm in my mid sixties. And I'm not sure if I told you that already, but I am. And uh, I don't take any any medication at this point. But again, that's today. Uh, who knows tomorrow? But uh, I try to stay healthy uh, mm-hmm. by what I do ingest. I believe a lot in vegetables. 
And, um, but you do talk about um, the media. Um, they're trying to, what I don't know if they're trying intentionally, but they do undermine uh, the attempts uh, of us keeping a, a good health uh, status. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is that, is that so? I, I believe I believe so, and I think this has been going on for for a long, long time. Uh, mm. I don't think that uh, I would never depend on the media to uh, give me the right information to uh, you know to be healthy. I think that we get so much information uh, mm. from the media, confusing information that I think it, it ends up that people really don't know what to do. You know, we get information from the media on, well, this diet works and that diet works. If you look up on you know, Wikipedia, you'll see close to a hundred different diets listed oh, there. Yeah. So yeah. people, what they do is they just jump from one diet to another, you know, because right. they want to lose weight or, you know, just certain things they want to do. And to me, it's, uh, you know, that's what the problem of the media is. And I, I want to give you uh, an example of uh, something that happened because I have a, uh, it's in Spanish actually, it's a uh, group uh, called uh, La Ola Vegana, the vegan wave in, mm -hmm. in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And uh, my, my wife, she's an incredible vegan cook. She's been doing it for 13 years. She's also a vegan. Mm -hmm. uh, she's been cooking. And I, I usually get my uh, uh, people to come to my page through uh, Facebook, through boosting it through Facebook, and I paid for it. Yeah. And uh, ever since this, uh, you know, the pandemic started, uh, uh, things have changed. And wh what happened to me was that uh, we were published a recipe, just mm. a rep recipe right. on the page to be promoted, you know, for people to read about. And it was saying that, you know, the options in milk products in other words, that milk, that uh, you know, almond milk or plant-based milk is actually healthier than than uh, cow's milk, and because you know, in the prevention of disease and uh, and generally for your health, and Facebook blocked me immediately. They just oh, said, wow. and I haven't been able to boost any of my Facebook uh, posts in over a year now. So there is a bias, obviously there. Definitely. There's a bias and it, you mm -hmm. know, you can go into the whole thing. It's a censorship or mm -hmm. what they want you to see and what, you know, but I think that, uh, you know, one of the problems with the media, I, I, I don't know if it's the media that's so much the problem mm -hmm. or it's really who's behind the media. I think so. What, yeah. what yeah. agendas are there, you know, right. that people want you to, because people, you know, they read the newspapers or they listen to watch TV or the social media. And there's something behind it. You're just getting uh, the narrative, you know, uh, exactly. of what uh, people want you to hear. And the problem is that sort of stops people from searching or listening to other things that are, you know, maybe not in agreement with it, with what the the media is saying. Yeah. Well, there's no wonder there's uh, so much confusion, especially with the pandemic here. Uh, I did contract the the, the COVID uh, at the end of the year of 2020, in December of 2020. And like I had indicated, I tried to stay healthy, Michael. And uh, I think prior to that, I don't think I'd ever gotten a, a cold or a flu for maybe 25, 30 years prior to that. But this one here, the COVID did get me, but not so bad. It didn't, I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. Um, 
In fact, I called my primary to give me some a little bit of penicillin because uh, I had intermittent fever, very low grade. And uh, I think it was about three, three, four uh, horse-sized pills they gave me and knocked it out. And knocked okay. it out. And that was it. And uh, my respiratory was a little affected by it because I, I couldn't, uh, it was shallow, but it uh, I was progressively getting better and better. But that was it. I, I never did take the vaccines or anything. In fact, I understand that what I, the, the immune for it now, because I've gotten it, is much broader than the vaccine mm-hmm. would ever would give me. Is my understanding. Is that, is that true from your perspective? That's true. I, I got also, I, I think it was, I don't know for sure, because I didn't get tested for COVID, uh-huh. but I had the symptoms at, uh, I think it was around February, January, the end of Fe- uh, no, it was actually, I got it the day after my 80th birthday. <laughs> okay. So I was in All a right. restaurant right. and the next day I just, you know, started feeling sick right. and I said, right. oh, because, you know, I, for the last 13 years, I never got, almost never got sick. And that was one of the reasons that I changed to a, uh, a plant-based diet because I had turned uh, uh, vegetarian in 1976. And uh, I just kept on with the vegetarian, but I used to get sick like a couple of times a year. And, uh, you know, with congestion, with fever, with sore throat, et cetera. But t- twice a year, it was almost <laughs> sure that I would be getting sick. And this went on year after year after year. And my brother, uh, who actually still lives in New York, he uh, had been uh, on a vegan uh, diet for 20 years. And this is a long time ago. This is He's over 30 years as a vegan. He's 86 years old now and doing very well. Mm-hmm. So he said, maybe, maybe the reason you keep getting sick twice a year is because of the dairy. Mm. So for me, it was like, wait a second, pizza? Forget about it, you know? <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't know if I could do that, you know, but eventually uh, what happened, he told me, look, read the book, The China Study, Mm. and that's by T. Colin Campbell, and uh, one of the most important books on nutrition ever uh, ever done. Mm -hmm. It was the study, uh, it was actually by the head of uh, China, the president, I don't know, Chow Enlai, that he died from cancer, but he wanted the study to be all over, find out what the problem with cancer is in China. So anyway, they contracted Campbell, and he went over there. It's a 20-year study. And he found out, you know, that uh, it's uh, what mostly what people what people ate. So anyway, at the end of reading the book, I said, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And I did. And uh, that was 13 years ago. And I never got sick. Maybe once or twice during the 13 years, very mildly. So I was really surprised when I got the symptoms of COVID. And, uh, but it was really interesting because I never thought of I never thought of doing anything, I, you know, getting the vaccine. Right. I never thought of uh, uh, of doing anything for it. I, I just really trusted my body because sure. I, I I've had I have this connection with my body, which I feel that I said I trust it, and uh, you know I, I you know ate certain things and uh, I a lot of liquid, so it lasted like a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but uh, I got through it and. Uh, and that's what I think people need to, we can do it. We really yeah. can, you know. I think so. Do it. I, and I, I think that needs to be the future. And uh, one of the things that really bothered me throughout the, throughout the pandemic, from the very beginning, was that we knew, we absolutely knew the comorbidities of COVID. 
you know, whether it was the heart problems, type two diabetes, obesity, right. you know, we knew that. And I was waiting as the months were passing. Is there, isn't there anyone from the World Health Organization, from the CDC, from our doctors in the medical profession that are going to tell us how to become healthy, especially if we're in lockdown? Mm-hmm. Not a exactly. peep. Yeah, not, a not, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm very much like with your perspective. I, I listen to what is not being said, you know, and uh, that's uh, definitely a big, big clue for me. You are listening to your Lot and Parcel podcast. Please tell a friend and support the educational program by leaving us a rating or review. We thank you in advance. I'm enjoying my visit with my guest immensely. He is helping us to appreciate plant-based foods and combined with healthy lifestyle choices, we will improve the quality of life. And he speaks from a personal perspective, I want you to know. He also authored the book, Thriving Vegan. And to learn more about what drives this man to help humanity, the link is found in the show notes. Let's get back with our friend, Michael Dorfman. Um, but you know, let me let me ask you, uh, Michael, uh, you, you yeah. know, we talk about nutrition, uh, being a vegan, some are concerned about getting the right nutrients. One concern of many may be the, uh, the uh, enough vitamin B12, which comes from meat, dairy, eggs, and fish, and that sort of thing. Any alternative choices for that? Yeah, well, the thing is this, is that uh, I think people need to understand that, uh, you know, they eat meat, and that's where they get their vitamin B12 from. Right. But the fact of the matter is vitamin B12 comes from plants. It comes from the soil where the plants grow. It's, 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 uh, it's converted by a bacteria. So supposedly when the animals eat the bacteria, eat the plants, you know, uh, the free range animals eat the plants, they're getting uh, the B12. But the problem is, is that they're no longer eating free range uh, cattle. It's all in the uh, factory farms. So the you know, now they're even saying that well, maybe, uh, you know, pe- people who even eat meat need to take vitamin B12 because there's no more, you don't get that bacteria anymore. So for me, I think one of the reasons, because people are really, oh, B12, that means how good can a plant-based diet be? You don't get B12. Right. So for me, it's, it's there. The only thing is, is that, you know, everything is so pasteurized. Everything is so, you know, by the time it gets to the supermarket or oh, the food oh, markets, yeah. There's no more, it's so clean and disinfected right. that you don't have enough B12. So, yeah, it's suggested that people who are on a vegan diet should take, and I take it, and my, my wife is vegan, my, both my sons are vegans. So uh, we take the vitamin B12, and that's what's uh, recommended. So, you know, but uh, they're saying, which I don't do, I haven't done it, that you can get your vitamin B12 from algae. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, for right now, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, because I've I've heard some will uh, eat uh, cereal that are that is fortified. Uh huh. 
you say w- 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 that that's 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 okay right as far as a vegan yeah i guess so i don't know if you get you know as you get older yeah. uh for example uh as a younger person uh the requirement uh, if you take a vitamin b12 pill is about 500 milligrams a day mm-hmm. so that would be uh seven times five three thousand five hundred a week as you get older you need more so uh I take uh, between six thousand a week, so it's almost a thousand a day. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they—that's what I read. That's you know my research. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, and speaking of vitamins, I uh, let, let me let you uh, let me tell you the, the cocktail of vitamins that I take, and, and see if you can see because I'm, I'm always open for a little direction, you know, a little uh, advisement. I take uh, vitamin D3. I take this every day. Vitamin D3. I take about two thousands uh, of um, vitamin C. Vitamin C. Yeah, two thousands. Uh, yeah, I think they're about a thousand each uh, capsule. And um, niacin, uh, fish oil, and uh, and I think uh, I think that's it. Uh, I believe that's it. What do you think about that cocktail? Okay, uh, I used to take a ton of vitamins. Uh, uh, okay. I used to belong to this uh, well magazine, the vitamin company, uh, and I was taking thirteen vitamins a day. Oh my! Okay, because I believed it. <laughs> my brother too. Okay, you know, so I would take them religiously. I used to travel to Florida, you know, from Mexico. That's where the company is, mm-hmm. and uh, they sent me every. Every month I would get their magazine and their magazine was very good and they have great articles and everything. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that, it, you know, it would tell you, they never told you to eat certain foods. It was always three pages after the article. They had, mm-hmm. they told you which vitamin you had to take, mm-hmm. you know, in order to uh, be healthy from a certain disease or something. Gotcha. So for me, yeah. it's, uh, I got, I truly believe, I mean, from my experience, that uh, the supplement industry is uh, has become like the uh, vitamin industry. It's a it's a it's a multi billionaire industry. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. I think I'll tell you what I take. I take uh, vitamin B twelve, and that's it. Except uh, if I'm in uh, the D three is because of you know the best form of, of getting vitamin D. Mm-hmm. is through the sun correct so that would be the best choice so here mm-hmm. fortunately uh there's a lot of sun in san miguel uh, <laughs> i think so yeah yeah so i get out so mm-hmm. i make sure be, but if i'm in an area like in the northern part of the u.s something like that mm-hmm. where there isn't that much sun you know you take the vitamin d3 but apart from that every everything else all of the vitamins you need or the protein mm-hmm. you, is you get from food if you do a plant-based, a whole food plant-based diet, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the, all these elite athletes, you know, it's, uh, it's there, you know, the, the strongest animals in the world, the gorilla, the, uh, elephant, the, the horse, the, even the brontosaurus from the, from the, you know, the, uh, that age, you know, from right. the reptiles, right. they're all plant, they're all vegans. Yeah. The brontosaurus used to eat the leaves off of trees, and they were the, just about the largest animal that ever lived. That's a good point. You got you got me there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so do. it is, you know, it, and it's really wonderful because mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of, to me, what does the body love? 
Yeah. The body loves food. Absolutely. It's been doing that for all forever, except for the last few decades. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's get back to the food. Eating an apple, you know, is not the same as getting, you know, a vit- taking a vitamin A pill. There's oh, so much yeah. going on in that apple. There's so much, inter- so many interactions. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's an orchestra. It is. The body is taking it what is. it needs yeah. at every single moment. How much vitamin A? In other words, you may take, uh, or somebody may take vitamin A, let's say 2,000 milligrams, okay, at one point and every morning. How do you know your body needs that at that point in time? Right. You know, if you eat two apples, maybe the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the body will take a certain amount of vitamin A in the morning and then in the afternoon. It's more complicated than that, but we yeah. have become yeah. to rely on supplements which so. it's not the same as whole foods no it's not no it's not i uh, my my thoughts on that is uh the supplements it's it's just that you know uh, but the food uh, we, we, my, my wife uh she cooks a lot lots with vegetables i mean we were very heavy on vegetables and healthy stuff you know really healthy stuff and uh, which i guess a test meat staying healthy is you know but it's uh I tell you what, <clears throat> um, you, you go out and you see. I mean, there's a fast food place in every corner, you know, and you kind of, you, <laughs> you know, you you scratch your head. You know, I got grandkids. Yeah, right. I got grandkids. It's kind of funny. My my grand uh, boy, he's uh, this few years ago. Uh, hey, let's go to McDonald's and we'll order some diabetes. <laughs> so you know. He's, he's, <laughs> He's, he's got the idea, you know, that it's not healthy for you. It's, yeah. not, it's not, you know. Uh, so let's, uh, you know, but yeah, it's a matter of educating yourself and and getting into uh, a routine of eating good, healthy food uh, is what it's all about. Hey, let me ask you this. Um, the, what's the vegan status of, uh, I got to ask you this question, beer, wine, and yeah. distilled spirits. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, uh, that's a good yes. question. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are saying, "Well, what's the answer?" You know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, uh, you know, I I used to drink uh, I used to drink wine. Uh, that's what I uh, on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I decided what happens for me anyway. My experience: what happens is as I get older. I get more interested in I want to be healthy. Why? Because I want to enjoy my life. I don't, it's not so much living as long as I can. It's living healthy because when you're healthy, you can do so many things, you know? Absolutely. So I used to drink uh, wine on the weekends, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe two or three glasses, and then I stopped. So it's been about uh, a year and a half now that uh, I don't drink alcohol. And Mm -hmm. I've, you know, there are some say, you, you know, okay, it's, you know, you could drink uh, one glass a day for uh, you know you know every day a week and or maybe two and then for women it's supposed to be maybe half that amount and uh so you know i would i'd drink a wine let's say if i have a special uh uh, event uh, a birthday party or or something a special event but the fact remains i mean from the studies i've been looking at you know they say oh it's good red wine's good because the resveratrol you know, it's good, but it's nearly not the the alcohol. It's actually the grapes that have that. Exactly. So there's some studies that saying that the alcohol really destroys that capacity of the resveratrol getting to your body. Mm-hmm. But one thing I've uh, also is that uh, most, almost all alcohols have ethanol, mm-hmm. and ethanol is the same. They use that in gasoline as well. 
and they also have the uh what is it called the uh the pyrites or what, i forgot I, I can't think of the, the word now mm-hmm. but ethanol is is really is toxic to the body mm-hmm. so for me it's like it's a personal decision you know if you're going to drink you know make it very light right. because you know there are connections between alcohol consumption you know beside the problems with the liver exactly. you know the connection will also with heart problems and mm-hmm. uh and also uh, certain types of cancers so it's really a personal decision but you know yeah. i agree fine. with you i don't drink much beer at all uh, wine i do a glass or two something like what you do uh with moderation i mean uh um, of course, uh, distilled spirits, whiskey, and that sort of thing. I don't, I don't really drink. Uh-huh. And also, the thing with distilled spirits, you start drinking whiskey or alcohol. What mm. else are you putting in it? You know, you're having a margarita or oh, gosh, a cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, you a know, you have the sugar, and who knows? Who yeah. knows what else is it's in there? It's a combination there, so. of stuff. Yeah. All I know, all I know is that uh, you know, too much of that, uh, you know, intoxication, and and in the word intoxication, you, the word is toxic. Right. So that's true. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm looking at. So, you know, you got to, you know, just think about these things. And uh, but uh, let me ask you, Michael, what have you found in your lifestyle choices that has worked for you, actually? Well, uh, it's very interesting because to me, there are general uh, I think there are general lifestyle choices. Yes. First of all, to me, uh, what you eat uh what you you know what you eat on a daily basis is mm. worth 70 percent of your health that's mm. what i believe you know there that's why i think nutrition plant-based nutrition is the most important thing because you can do the exercise you can do you know whatever you do but if you're not changing what you eat uh it's it's going to be limited so anyway so uh I, you know, I do exercise, what I usually do, I, I walk pretty much every morning and I'll go to the gym, uh, you know, bec- uh, three times a week because of, I want to, you know, maintain my muscle, uh, you know, uh, I don't want it to get atrophied, the muscle, you know, you get older, that's what yeah, happens. Exactly. So I do, uh, I go to the gym, I make sure I move around frequently. Yeah. So if I'm, because I sit a lot at the computer. And I know a lot of people, you know, the world today isn't like it used to be where, right. you know, my mom used to say, go out and play, you know, right, right. <laughs> now it's go out and, you know, look at your screen or your cell phone or whatever, exactly. or your laptop, yeah. you know, so that's a problem now with a it lot is. of people. So, mm-hmm. so if you do that, you know, it's really important to get up, you know, get up, move around every 20 minutes, every half hour, because mm-hmm. you, you don't want to have problems with circulation and things like that. And you also the problems of uh, obesity. So yes. it's really important to you know move around frequently. Another thing that's really important is is stress reduction. You know, especially now because of the pandemic, people losing their jobs and oh, going hungry. Yeah. I mean, worldwide is a major major problem. It is so stress reduction. You know, through either through exercise. I've been doing. I do meditation. I've been doing it for forty years. Uh, uh, you can, people do Tai Chi, do yoga, you know, anything that just disconnects you from what's happening outside there, you know, all the stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. So that helps you reduce stress. And when you reduce stress, you also reduce fear, you know, anxiety. That's that's true. So that's really important. And then, uh, 
I think what's very important, especially now that, you know, we started, you know, it, now it's a little bit more acceptable. You can get together with people. You don't have to do it, you know, Zoom calls. It's important to have good relationships, caring relationships where, uh, you know, where you're in, in the same room with people that you really want to be with. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Another thing is uh, getting s sufficient sleep. You know, and that's a personal thing. Uh, some people need more sleep than in others. My my wife gets between eight and nine hours of sleep, and that's good for her. And I I'm okay with between six and seven hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. So you know that's personal. It is. Uh, yeah. Then I have uh, another thing, uh, and I, oh yeah, by the way, and this is really important that these these uh, lifestyle choices are not only, you know, from my experience, but these are the choices that are made by the healthiest and longest living people on the planet. And uh, this is, you know, they, they do a lot of gardening, for example, that to move around a lot. So uh, it's not just my personal thing. I've gotten, I've read about it and this is what they do. So I, you know, I picked that up. And uh, another, one, another one I picked up uh, recently is because I had sleep apnea. Mm. And uh, until about, uh, well, a couple of years ago, and I went to somebody who gave me the, uh, made this apparatus for me as a mouthpiece, because mm -hmm. uh, my wife discovered that I, and I don't know if you know too much about it, but you stop breathing during exactly. the night. Yes, you do. You can. I, I went through, I went to the hospital twice. I didn't know what it was. Oh, my I went God. to the hospital okay. in emergency because my heart was going like uh, yeah. Over a hundred beats a minute, and my normal beating is sixty, you know, sixty a minute. Right. So it ended up I did this, and then I read this book called the uh, the Oxygen Advantage, uh, which uh, we're talking about getting rid of sleep apnea by breathing through the nose, hmm. and it worked for me. So I used to breathe through the mouth. I used to, and it, most people, uh, at least a large part of the day, breathe through the mouth, which really isn't the healthiest way to breathe, mm. because the nose is for breathing and the mouth is for eating. Because the nose, <laughs> when you true. take a breath through yeah, the, yeah, you take yeah. the breath through the nose, it goes through a whole uh, labyrinth where it gets warmed, it gets humid, and it picks up the nitric oxide, which is very important to expand the uh, the what do you call it in the lungs, right. the uh, the capillaries and and the uh, arteries in the lungs, so enough oxygen is going to the to the lung. So anyway, this is what's helped me a lot, and. Uh, now I'm into because I was finding out I'm you know I'm 80 years old and I'm finding out that I'm bending over more. My head is you know I've seen a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You get older and you start bending over and it's not right. very healthy. Yeah. You know your back. You know you start getting this. What is it called? You get a hump in the back of your right. you know yeah. neck. Yes. And uh, and I found that I went to this uh, this massage therapist who he does the Alexander methods, which is mostly, you know, it says we, we depend too much on our muscles. And as you get older, the density of our muscles goes down and it becomes, uh, you know, not less, you know, strong, your muscles. And it's really the bones that's the problem. We need to be standing and walking on our bones and even sitting on our bones. That's why you see indigenous people uh, they're able to carry even uh, furniture on the top of their heads mm. because they're relying on their bones. That's right. where the strength yeah. is. So yeah. that's something else I learned. And that's the final thing I learned, well, I stretching. Yeah. Uh, I've taken up stretching now because I never used to do that. And it's helping me with, you know, I get some pains in the side or in the back. So that's working. And the final thing 
is finding purpose in my life. There you go. And that really, you know, as you get older, you know, people retire and say, now what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, right. but when you find purpose and I found that, cause I used to write a lot when I was younger, when mm. I was, you know, in my twenties, I used to do poetry and I said, what am I going to do? And I started writing again and I'm writing better than I ever wrote in my life because I, like I have yeah. something to write about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's important, you know, for people to find, you know, especially as you get older, purpose in their lives, well, whether you, you know, you like the, you, you like music, you like to play music, you like to paint, you like to sing, you like to take care of people, something that gives you purpose so you don't sit around and you're watching TV and just letting those, the years pass by. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, you do have to have a purpose and it does make your life uh, uh, meaningful. You know, right. you got to have that in life. Uh, Michael and uh, so Michael uh, how can my audience uh, contact you and reach out for more information on our topic here today okay well I have my website which okay. is uh, I don't know just give you the name uh, yeah please Michael, yeah okay Michael J Dorfman okay. com and uh, I, I publish on there I put my posts up there and videos up there and uh you know i you could subscribe you know i invite people to subscribe and when you subscribe you regularly get my newsletter they could be the latest posts the videos interviews upcoming events and uh, i'm always i'm always researching so yeah. i'm giving new stuff all the time so yeah. i really invite people to uh to subscribe yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah and i also have a uh, a facebook page with people who use facebook a lot called go whole food vegan mm -hmm. and i put up you know my posts there but i also put up uh, uh something if i find from other doctors and other re research that's going on mm -hmm. so uh okay that's basically how to keep you know get that yeah. information well that's great uh, i think you're a living walking uh, testimony of what you just talked about here today with me uh, michael and uh appreciate uh, the, the knowledge uh along the way that we do pick up, you know, and, and do me a favor, will you? I, I know you, I, I know you live in central Mexico. Uh, don't, don't get rid of that Brooklyn accent. All right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing for sure. <laughs> Be, being a vegan doesn't help get rid of an accent. I discovered that. <laughs> Is that right? How do you yeah. like that? Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, <laughs> okay. Well, that's all right. Hey, listen, that was great talking to you and I want to wish you the best and thank you for coming on your lot and parcel show, Michael. Well, thank you very much, Ben, and for your, appreciate your inviting me. Thank you for listening. The theme music has been provided by Echo Foxtone. All the opinions expressed in the podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. We hope you will join us in supporting home and family through your monetary funding. For more information, please visit yourlotandparcel.org.